0: Okay. Obviously, our time is uh, getting short, but but I really do have just just a quick little reader's digest version of something that I want to share with you. Okay. Um, I feel like there's many things here in my message today that God would would use to speak into people's lives. Uh, We'll post that this week. We'll take this message. We'll get the notes. organized and we'll, we'll put that on the on our blog if you don't subscribe to our blog please do the new Covenant Church you can do that through the website and this information will be there um, basically basically what this is is um, I've read a bunch of surveys uh, a number of surveys about what makes successful families what and, and, and these are sociologically based surveys uh, not just Christian based surveys but But it was amazing that when all these surveys, whether they came up with 10 points or 12 points or 21 points, that they had a number of things that were very common, their top tier things that were were very common about what makes a successful, what makes a healthy family. And folks, that's exactly what God wants and it's what we want for you. Is for you to be healthy as a man, a woman, a young person. We want you to be healthy in your marriage. We want you to be healthy as families. We, want, we, we believe God wants to pour his, his blessing in your life, his, his beauty, to show his beauty through your life and, and just to use you for his kingdom purposes. Every single person here, look at me, let me see your eyes. Every single person here, you have a purpose in Jesus Christ. You, God has equipped you with gifts and talents and abilities that only you possess and that they can only be used through your life. And so, so there's a couple of things. I won't go into all the details about them, but, but one, of the things, um, one of the things was time. You, you just got to have time together. And we talked a little bit about that a few months ago when we had our calendar appear on stage and just use systems to plan your time. Uh, let, let me say this. There can be no quality of relationship, of relationship without quantity of time. Bradley and I were talking last night and I said I can remember when Yvette and I started um, parenting um, that, that there was a saying going around that says, oh, don't worry about the quantity of time, just have quality time. Well, I don't, if you've ever dealt with children, you don't just plan and say, hey, guess what? We're having quality time right now. We're going we're gonna to schedule quality time. I, I know you're scheduling a temper tantrum. We're scheduling quality time. You, know? you may be sque- scheduling you know, a, 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 a dirty diaper time, but we're scheduling quality. It just doesn't work that way, does it? So you don't get quality time unless you have quantity time. And that's, um, that's really, really, um, that's really, really important in every relationship. You know, I, I was going to be so bold as today is to say for married couples, you need to have time. You need to have time to plan your family. You need to have time in your sexual relationship. You need to have, you just need to have time. It's, it's, it's important. It, it really is. Yvette and I are planning to uh, hear this next week. We're going to take a little time, a little getaway. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, and we're excited about that. Uh, we're going to miss y'all, but, uh, <laughs> but we're excited about this little time getting away. But can I say this, that if we, if we didn't spend time on a regular basis... The getting away with somebody that you haven't spent time with probably isn't going to happen. If if we haven't hadn't spent time together and, and fought to have that time together, then she's probably not going to want to go anywhere with me. You know, she'd pick a couple of you ladies and y'all would be going someplace and I'd be staying home with Bear, and and it just you know it would be it would be a it would be a problem. But so so time time is is very important and. And again, you can, you can uh, think about that. A second thing that I really want to say for every family real quickly is family needs to be a safe place, okay? F- family needs to be a safe place. And, and that safe place certainly means physically. It means there should never be any... Uh, abusive situations in any point in a relationship and and you don't even want to know my thoughts about what should happen to people who um, abuse children just be thankful i don't make the decisions so um, um, but, but you, you you know but it should also be a safe place emotionally it it should be a safe place to have discussions it's a it's a safe place where people value diversity. It's a safe place where, where um, you value each other and, and, and you, you, you don't have to walk on eggshells around each other, but you can, you can have communication and you can have honor and respect and, and care one for another. It's a, it's a safe place physically, spiritually, emotionally. It's a safe place. How many people think it'd be a lot better world if that was true of every family? Amen. I, I really believe so. And then, and then the third thing, and this is just the, really the final thing and, and kind of the most important thing, and not, not most important thing, but an important thing, is, is that one of the factors that they found was that each family that they surveyed and d- they discovered and discussed that that those families, they had a value system. That they had a, a, a mission statement or a kind of a purpose statement. They... They they had a plan of who they were going to be. They didn't just kind of react to whatever came along and and, and just get blown about by the winds and and pressures of life and stress and struggles and and, and all that kind of stuff. They just didn't do that. Successful, healthy um, families... They, they, had a, they had a purpose statement, a mission statement about who they were going to be. And, 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 and I just want to encourage you that if, if you don't have this kind of a thing for your family, t- take the time, invest in that. Who are you going to be? Uh, for For our family when we when we got to, Yvette and I um, got together when she so graciously accepted me into her life uh, um, and by the way, the reason we 're going away is for our our anniversary this this month here in December to be thirty five years um, she de- she deserves a whole lot more than i 'm going to buy her but um, so <laughs> But, but I love you. It's a thought that count, baby. Uh, so, yeah, so, um, you know, Proverbs tells us that, 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 that where, where there's a lack of a vision, people perish. One translation says, um, for, for lack of vision, that there's certain destruction. If you don't have a vision, if, you don't, if you're not moving towards and living towards something, believing in something, you might just fall for anything, and that, that plan might be destruction. For, for our family, there, there, we went through this process, and, and, and can I say this? I'm not trying to just brag on her, but but one of the, the foundational points of our family, God brought in through, uh, through Yvette. If you know her, you know that she is, um, she is um, I started to say brutally, she is beautifully the, the <laughs> most honest person you will ever meet, uh, I've ever met. She's, uh, she's extremely honest. Um, and she, I mean, and she has just, uh, to, in, in my opinion, uh, having lived with her all these years, she has the highest level of integrity of anybody that I know. Um, I would trust her with my life, and I do nightly when I sleep with my eyes closed. But, um, but I, uh, she's a licensed gun carrier, so I just, you know, but, but, but I am, I, I'm, I'm serious. And can I tell you, that that may sound like a given, but. But the family I was raised in, that wasn't necessarily a part of how we were raised. That wasn't necessarily a, a high value. And, and, and lying to each other and deceiving people and all those kind of things was just a regular part of how life was lived. And and I can't tell you what a great gift it is. She has been and in, in, in God has used her to form and to fashion in me just an, an, a relentless pursuit of integrity and honesty. Can I tell you this, that, that if you re- there's, there can't be relationship without integrity. Uh, you, I mean, how many people would want to work for a boss that was going to lie to you and cheat you? How many people would want employees that are going to steal from you? And lie? I mean, we, you just can't have relationship. Parents, you can't have relationship if there's not an integrity about your life with your children. You can't have relationship where there's not honesty and integrity, and um, and that sounds pretty simple, but but a lot of people struggle with that in our world today. Does anybody know that there are people here who will lie to you, who will mislead you, and who will deceive you? And please, with all the grace that I can muster this morning, can I tell you that that if you are a person, and, I, and I'm saying this from a point of this is an issue that I struggled with in my life. Uh, even after getting saved, it was something that God had to to pare away from my life, he had to purge and prune from my life. But if you are a person who is a, is a habitual liar, if, if, you, if you live in a world where deceit is a regular part of your life, if, if you find that you're continually embellishing circumstances and situations in your life, can I tell you that you are being influenced by the devil the Bible tells us that, that, that the devil is a liar and that he's the father of liars. But how many people know that Jesus is the truth? <laughs> and he, he is the truth and, and the Holy Spirit will lead you into truth. And God wants you to live a life of truth. And God wants to fill your life with integrity and honesty, and honesty so you can have relationship so you can have a relationship as men and as women as husbands as wives as parents and as family so can so so honesty became a very very big part a, a huge part of um of of our vision statement and and I'll just name a couple of other things I won't I won't get into all the the, um, the other things but but can I tell you that that a, that a that a work ethic a strong work ethic is something that surveys and is a part of our life you know what we we need to work uh, work hard and play hard. Uh, I mean, that was one of our ethics. Work hard. Everybody works, okay? Parents, we didn't ever pay our uh, children. We didn't ever pay our children for doing chores. We weren't trying to teach them to be garbage men. So we, uh, we just weren't, we, we didn't pay them for chores. Uh, chores was not something they, they um, had to do. It was something they got to do, right? Now, they'll probably be in psychotherapy for the rest of their lives because of that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> Um, I'm just, you know, work hard. But then we played hard. Fun. Fun was a, is a part of the foundation. Fun is a part of the foundation of who we believe God wanted us to be. Um, I put a whole big thing in here about, we talked a whole lot about sex with our, our family, and I should say sexuality, impurity, and, and morality. And, 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 and the bottom line is this, parents, You need to have a voice about sexuality and sexual identity and morality in the lives of your children, because if you don't have a voice, let me tell you, there is a voice that's speaking to your children through every screen in the world as much as possible. You are God's ordained voice into the lives of your family, into the lives of your children. But can I tell you this? As you're speaking, you need to be living it. You need to be living it. Moral purity, sexual purity, is for every person, every man, every woman. Amen. Amen. It really is. And so, um, and then finally, just the last thing I'll close with, and um, is just a, 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 a factor, a thing that we we said we thought was essential in our lives was just a life of generosity. Um, we, we we began very early practicing uh, the fact that generosity would be part of our identity, who we were. <laughs> And can I say this? We started practicing generosity when we couldn't afford it. We, we started practicing generosity from day one of our lives. Uh, some of you know we're going back to the island where we pastored. And, and, and we, we practiced generosity when we were making uh, $400 a month uh, on a mission field where, the, where at that time the milk cost, uh, cost $6.50 a gallon at that time. So uh, we won't be drinking milk next week, I assure you. So, but, um, but I'm just telling you, generosity was a part of our life. And, and even when we couldn't, you know, we've always tithed, we've always given, um, even when it was hard, when it was difficult, when it was sacrificial. But we found ways to, to be generous beyond uh, just the giving, our, our giving here. We, 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 would be, we would be generous. Uh, one of the ways I can remember we'd be generous, we used to ask people to uh, to go to lunch with us um, when we first started New Covenant Church, I can say, "Hey guys, anybody want to go to lunch? And come on, you can join us at Taco Bell. And y'all have something against Taco Bell, but uh, but we would you we, we would go to Taco Bell and we get a couple of those grande meals and divide them up, cut tacos in half, you know, and share them. And hey, there's ways you can be generous, and, and we would be generous with our with our hospitality. We would. Um, We've always, we've always loved sharing the provision, the home that God's made us, that God's given us, and, and been able to uh, have people come and live and stay and, and fellowship and, and man, just, just, it's been a, that's, there's, there's ways. If you really want to be generous, if you, if you really want to, you really want to have an impact in other people's lives, there's ways that you can do it. Finances don't limit your ability to influence other people, amen? Do you believe that? Amen. I, I can remember another way, serving. Serving was uh, is always, was just always a, a big, big part of, um, of who we said we wanna be, people who serve. And, and, and you know what? It starts in your home. I, I'm so thankful for the multitude of people in this body that, that serve on weekly basis the greeters and ushers and children's ministry and worship team, all oh, the, thank you so much. But can, can I say this? And and, you know, if the only place you serve is in church, you're being a hypocrite if you're not serving in your home. And, And God's got a better plan for you. God's got a plan where we live submitted to him and submitted to each other and we serve our husbands and our wives and our children and our parents. And wouldn't it be a beautiful place if all God's people were serving each other? And then together we could go out and serve a world that so desperately needs what we have to offer, the love and the grace and the, the blessing that God pours into our lives. I mean, that's what God wants to do. So, so that's, that's, I just want to lay that before you this morning. I just want to say that, that, you know, and let me, let me. We're not, uh, I'm not setting us up as the, the, the perfect example. We've got our stuff. We've got our, about. how many people know all God's people got issues, right? So, <laughs> and a big amen, right? All of us got, we've all got stuff. And the goal is not to form and fashion your family, your relationships after ours. The goal is to, to decide what's God want for your family? What's God want for your relationship? What's God want for, to do in you and through you? But it goes back to a scripture that we really didn't get to, a scripture from Joshua, where Joshua, having led the children of Israel into the promised land, conquered all the enemies, defeated all the giants, taken over the cities, done all these amazing things. And then Joshua gathers the people together and he says, look at me, people, listen to me. That's what Joshua said. I wouldn't say that. Joshua said that. Joshua says, look at me, listen to me. He says, you've seen all that the land possesses. You've seen how other nations and peoples live. Now, I'm calling you to make a choice, to make a decision. Will you live like the the Egypt's on the other side of the river? Will you live like the people of the Amorite nations of, of the land that we now dwell in? Or will you live for Almighty God? And then Joshua looks at the people and he says, as for me and my house, We will serve the Lord. As for me and Yvette in our house, we've made a decision. We will serve the Lord. We will put God first. We will serve the Lord. The nations, the the clans, the tribes, the families, they respond to Joshua and they said, no, we want nothing else. We will serve the Lord. Can I ask you today, how many people, maybe you made this decision a long time ago, maybe you're going to make it today, but how many people would say this morning, for me and for my life, for me and for my marriage, for me and for my family, be it a family of one or a family of many, for me and my family, for my family now, for my family tomorrow and for my family in the future, for my heritage? We are going to, we're going to make a stand. We're going to, we're going we're going to come to a place of commitment and we're going to declare and say today, as for me and my house, my family, my heritage, we will serve the Lord.